There's a word from God this morning on this very special day. On this very special day, we invite you to a familiar passage of scripture. In fact, a reference that we've preached many times on Father's Day from. It is the gospel that has been recorded by St. Luke chapter 15 and verses 20 to verse 24. <coughs> the gospel that has been recorded by St. Luke chapter 15 verses 20 to verse 24. We're reading this morning from the New Living Translation. From the New Living Translation. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Verse 20 of Luke chapter 15. It reads, So when he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son. He embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, quick, bring the finest robe uh, and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fatting. We must celebrate with a feast. Verse 24, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. We ask God's blessings on the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. Verse 20 Middle clause says, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. For the next few moments, I want to speak from the subject. He never gives up on us. He never gives up on us. Listen, it is said that one of perhaps the major causes of depression during a time of crisis is a sense of hopelessness. Hopelessness leads to depression. Hopelessness leads to folk giving up on themselves. Hopelessness has contributed to a lot of the mental and emotional breakdowns that we've seen in people throughout this world. When we speak of hopelessness, hopelessness is defined as a feeling or a state of despair. Simply, it is a lack of hope. It is described by many 
behavioral health experts as a powerful emotion that often contributes, listen to this, to a dark or a low mood and may adversely affect the way one perceives oneself, the way one perceives others, as well as the way one perceives their own personal circumstances. Hopelessness is a serious emotional, psychological condition. Perhaps one of the things, and God said this as I was preparing this message, perhaps one of the things that leads to this sense of hopelessness uh, more than anything else is the feeling that you are all alone. The feeling that everyone has given up on you. Note I did not say everyone has, but the sense, the feeling that I'm all alone. Everyone has given up on me. No one believes me. No one believes in me. Listen, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know something that no one is immune from this kind of experience. No one. Life is filled of experiences. In fact, the next series of messages that God has just given me for the month of July is entitled Life's Experiences. Life is full of experiences. None of us are immune from life's experiences. It doesn't matter how anointed you think you are. Doesn't matter how great others tell you you are. It doesn't matter what your position or title may be. Jeremiah the prophet, if you read the beginning of Jeremiah, it tells you that even from his mother's womb, Jeremiah was anointed to be a prophet. Yet, this anointed man of God struggled with this sense of hopelessness. This man of God that God called to speak truth to kings, to nations, to powers throughout the universe found himself dealing with a sense of depression because of hopelessness. Jeremiah said in the book of Jeremiah, scripture says, he says, Lord, you deceived me. I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. Jeremiah went on to say, I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone marks me. Now, I'm sure every living human being was not marking Jeremiah, but it felt that way to him. It felt as if no one was on his side. Felt as if everyone had given up on him. And no one respected the anointing that was in his life. In fact, Jeremiah said that I tried not to speak of God's goodness anymore. 
I decided to hang up my prophetic credentials. Never again proclaim God's word. But he went on to say, but it is like fire shut up in my bone. Listen, unfortunately, there are so many who at times in their own lives feel this sense of hopelessness. This sense that the prophet Jeremiah went through, this sense of despair. And here's where the message goes this morning. God says, this is particularly during a time when it feels as if no one cares about you and everyone has given up on you. Time of shutdown, of isolation, where maybe you've not been communicating with others like you have been in the past. This sense, this spirit can come upon us uh, and it can really wreak havoc on our lives. Now, here's what God says on this Father's Day. I would imagine that this sense of hopelessness and despair is even greater when one feels as if their natural father has abandoned them or given up on them. I can't imagine how someone feels. I, I have never experienced that. I was blessed with a loving, caring father, but I, I am sensitive to the fact that everyone does not share my testimony. There are others who cannot say that. And I've counseled, I've talked, I've had very best friends of mine who are still my best friends who would tell me that I've never had a relationship with my father. I've had young people cry on my shoulders and ask the question, why has my father rejected me? Why is it that my father does not love me? I can imagine that sense of despair, that sense of hopelessness, where the enemy comes in. The enemy says to this person, no one cares for you. You're not worthy to be loved. But the enemy is a liar. <laughs> the good news, as we learn in our text, that our Heavenly Father will never ever give up on any of us. We may have had bad personal experiences. We may have had some, some difficult times in our natural lives. But as I tell anyone who comes to me as relates to this subject matter, I say to them that you've got to learn how to put the pain and the hurt of your past behind. And understand that you've got a father that cares. You've got a father that loves you, that will never give up on you, no matter what you have done. Our text deals with that. Our text is so profound that it deals with that. It is found in Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15 is a powerful chapter in the Gospels. And if you've not studied that chapter, I urge you to go back and read it. It is not only powerful, but it is inspirational. It is easy to read. It consists of three parables 
in this chapter. In fact, scholars refer to Luke 15 as the lost and found passage. Why? Because it includes these parables. The first parable of the lost sheep. Second parable of the lost coin in the house. And the subject matter of our message today was the third parable, the lost son. Now, these parables have some things in common, but unlike the lost sheep and the lost coin, we know for a fact that this third parable involving the lost young man, he was, unlike the sheep and the coin, totally responsible for his own situation. One could suggest that if the shepherd would have paid close attention to the lost sheep, maybe he would not have drifted away. If the other sheep uh, would have cared about him, maybe he would not have drifted away. We know the story of the lost coin, that the coin was not responsible for his own situation. But this third parable, in this prophetic, profound, uh, illuminating chapter of St. Luke tells us a story. It tells us a story of a young man, a young man who was insensitive, a young man who was selfish, a young man who at the time of his life thought about no one but himself. He was born into privilege. He had a father who had much. And this young man had a family, brothers and a father and people who loved him. But one day he, as the text tells us, uh, went to his father and said something to his father. He says, give me all what is mine. Give me what is mine. The story could have ended right there. <laughs> the story could have ended right there. The father could have said, look at what you have in your hands. Nothing. That's what's yours. Because he had earned nothing. What he was demanding from his father was his inheritance, which came as a result of his father. He demanded something he did not earn. He was selfish. He was insensitive. He never once considered the hurt and the pain that his actions would not only cause his father, but the hurt and the pain that his actions would cause other members of his family. His oldest brother, and perhaps rightly so, developed a negative taste in his mouth for his youngest brother because he left him. He, he just decided that I don't want any part of this family. He left the responsibilities of the family and the business in the hands of his older brother and his aging father. We're told in the parable that having received his inheritance, the young man went to a distant land. The text says he took all that his father had given him and he moved out into the, the New Living Translation says a distant land. One translation says a strange land. 
In other words, an unfamiliar and a dangerous place. He took his father's stuff. <laughs> he took what his father had given him and he moved to a strange land, still selfish, still insensitive, caring for nobody but himself. But sooner or later, it comes back. Sooner or later, the old folk used to say, payday is coming after a while. Sooner or later, stuff runs out. Uh, materialistic things wear out. Sooner or later, uh, cars get old. Sooner or later, you're not as strong as what you used to be. If your hope is built on materialistic things, uh, then it is not on a sure foundation. Listen, after losing everything that was given to him, he lost it all. Perhaps part of the reason why he lost it so quickly is because he never experienced what it meant to earn something for yourself. Uh, you treat it differently when you work hard for it. You treat it differently when you've earned it. Perhaps that's one of the things that we've even uh, got to impress upon this generation and future generations. That even if you have been blessed, consider what others have sacrificed for you to get what you have today. This young man had no sense of appreciation of anything. He took it all to this strange land. Here's what the text says. And he wasted it on wild living. He wasted it on living carnal or living to his flesh. He took all of his money. Perhaps he threw it away in parties and social gatherings and treating people and acting like a big shot for a moment. But sooner or later, it ran out. Every now and then, the brook dries up. Every now and then, what has sustained you is no longer there. And the Bible says he hit rock bottom. This young man who was of Jewish descent found himself in a hog pen, pig pen. The text says feeding swine. You got to understand the symbolic significance of anybody with his background in a situation like that. Swine, something that they acknowledge to be unclean. He found himself not only feeding swine, but the text says even the food that the swine ate looked good to him. Ooh, he hit rock bottom. I, I want to speak to everybody out there who's doing your own thing, who thinks, you know what, this is going to last forever. No, it will not. Uh, things will change in your life. He hit rock bottom. He went to friends and they weren't there. What happened to all the folk he spent his money on? They were nowhere to be found. There's a lesson in there for somebody. You better be careful who you call your friend. You better be careful who you surround yourself with. I often tell people all the time, you don't need new friends that are your friends because of what you have just got or what you may have. You need folk in your life that will be by your side if you have nothing. 
Uh, you need folk that will be the same in your life regardless of what your net worth may be. This young man hit rock bottom. But the good news, <laughs> verse 17 says he finally came to his senses. And he decided, I don't have to live like this. <laughs> I don't have to stay in the shape that I'm in. And the text says he came to his senses and he decided that I need to go home because even the servants in my father's house are living better than I am. The good news about this young man, you can see his training. He decided that I'm going to go home and I'm going to submit myself to my father. I'm going to drop my arrogant attitude. I, his spirit had been crushed. Sometimes it takes the pig pen to crush your spirit. Sometimes it takes you hit a rock bottom to come to your senses. And this young man came to himself, came to his senses. Rock bottom is where he found himself. And he decided that I'm going to go home and I will ask my father for forgiveness. I will confess to my father that I've sinned against you. I've sinned against this family. I've sinned against heaven, the God of our provisions. I need you to forgive me. Now here's the heart of the, this message. Here is the heart of this special message. Verse 20 says this. This is where we're going this morning. Verse 20 says, as this young man was on his way home, while he was a long ways off, his father saw him coming. Only way you can see somebody coming from a long ways off is you got to be looking for him. Uh, his father uh, saw him coming. Here's what the parable does not say, but we can infer from the text uh, that the father never gave up on this young man while he was still a long ways off. <laughs> while he was walking down the road with no shoes, no robe, no ring, smelling like pigs. His father saw him coming. Ooh, he had been waiting on him. And his father, listen to the text, went to meet the son. Some folk would have stayed in their house and said, he's got to come and beg for my forgiveness. Father did not display any animosity. <laughs> he saw him coming a long ways off, ran to his son. Verse 20 goes on to let us know that when this godly father saw this prodigal son recoming, he was filled with love and compassion. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. When this godly father saw his son returning, he was not filled with anger or disappointment or animosity. He was filled with love and compassion. And before his son could confess, the father had already restored him. Whew, I want to say that again. Before he can get it out of his mouth, 
before he can tell his father how sorry he was his father had already forgiven him i'm speaking to somebody right now who may find yourself in that situation before he could confess his father had already received him back and then he did something that was absolutely remarkable <laughs> here's what the father did the father restored his son back to his previous position without judgment or retribution can I say it again? His father restored him. He didn't put him in the doghouse for 30 days. He didn't say, well, you're back, but I'm going to give you the hardest job in the family. The father restored him back to his previous position without judgment without retribution not once did the father say where have you been not once did the father say i am disappointed in you not once did the father ask what have you done with my money none of those things came up because it did not matter when you're restoring somebody back to their previous position he restored his son back without judgment without retribution because the father knew something the father knew that he was still my son <laughs> it doesn't matter how he smelled it doesn't matter how he looked it doesn't matter what he's been through this boy is still my son and although he's been through a rough patch he's still my boy <laughs> he's still my son somebody ought to praise God right now because despite all you've been through he still calls you his child God says you're still my son I still love you listen the father then said I need the rest of you to help me do something go find me the finest robe in the house <laughs> put it on him <laughs> go get me sandals put it on his feet and then what is totally symbolic of total restoration go get a ring <laughs> and put it on his finger the ring was for everybody when they saw the boy would know he's back <laughs> he's back god said he's back i've restored him to his previous position a godly father that never gave up on his son listen there are three key takeaways in this message that I want to leave you with that we ought to think about all week long three key takeaways on this special Father's Day number one is this we all at some point in our lives have found ourselves a long ways from where we should be 
Point number one, we all have found ourselves a long ways from where we should be simply because of our own bad decisions. Like the prodigal son, you have been there also. <laughs> I want to tell you, like this prodigal son, perhaps you have found yourself in a place that, Lord, I'm a long ways from where I ought to be. I, I know I ought to be worshiping you. I know I ought to be praying more. But because of my own bad decisions, problem with so many in our society is that they blame everybody else for what they're going through. You are where you are because of your own bad decisions. This young man found himself a distance from where he should have been simply because of his own bad decisions. Nobody made that decision for him but him. It was his own fault. He did it to himself. Here's the second key takeaway in this message. We have a heavenly father that will restore us without judgment and without retribution. Listen, I'm speaking to everybody in here who feels as if everybody else has given up on you. I'm speaking to someone right now who feel as if you're all by yourself. And you may have had, you may have a natural father that you haven't heard from in years. Perhaps some of you have never heard from him. But the good news <laughs> is that we've got a father who sets up high, looks down low. We have a father who will, although we've made our share of mistakes, he will restore us without judgment or retribution. I'm so glad that God does not throw our past indiscretions in our faces all the time. I'm so glad that God doesn't keep records of all the evil things we've done. The Bible says in Revelation they are cast into the sea of forgetfulness. I'm so glad that I serve a God that doesn't judge me because of my previous mistakes, my previous lifestyles, what I've gone through. God doesn't have retribution. God doesn't set you down for a while until you can get yourself together. God doesn't isolate you and say this is your punishment. Listen, there's so many wonderful brothers and sisters that are incarcerated right now. And I appreciate your wonderful letters that you send to us saying how this ministry touches your life. I want you to hear something. I want you to know something. That because of where you are right now, men, society may think that you need to be punished a little bit more. But God has already forgiven you. God has uh, restored you without judgment or retribution. 
You are just as good as any brother and sister on the outside. You are still a child of God. And then the third key takeaway in this message is the subject of the message. We have a heavenly father that not only doesn't judge us, he does not issue retribution to us, but we have a heavenly father who will never, please hear this, he will never, he will never, ever, ever, ever give up on us. The devil is a liar. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, God still loves you. God cares for you. God says, I'm waiting on you to return. And if you make one step towards that destination of restoration, God says, I'll meet you not only halfway, but I'll get there even before you do. I'm so glad that I serve a God that I can call Abba Father. I'm so glad that when I fall on my knees and say, Father, I stretch my hand to thee, he doesn't judge me. I'm so glad that even in my most recent mistakes, even in our most recent failures, God still loves us. God still cares for us. God still restores us. I want to speak to every father under the sound of my voice and particular to those who may feel as if your father was not there. You can be the father you desired your father to be. (laughs) You can be that example to your sons and daughters. You can be that example to the world. You can curse, you can break the curse. There is no generational curse that goes from your father to you through the bloodline. God has broken that. You can say to the young people, look at me. You may not have had a father in your house. You may not have had someone to put their arms around you. But you can put your arms around somebody else. And if you're not a father, you can find a young man who needs one. You can find a young lady, a young girl who needs to see a man in their life. You can put your arms around them. Praise God. (coughs) Praise God. Lift those hands wherever you are. And you just begin to praise God. We just began to thank God for all that he has done. Come on, somebody. God loves you. God hears you. God cares for you. We have a heavenly father who would never give up on us. The question is, have you given up on God? As the brothers come right now, If you run back to him, God says, I'll run to you. I'll be right there with you every step of the way. 
And in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of what you're going through, God is already there. Somebody right now, wherever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're going through, understand that you've got a father who cares. Listen, Commission wrote this song some time ago, How Can You Forgive Me? When I've often gone astray, how can you think of me when I do things my way? Turning my back from you, the one who loved me first, having my own desires, renewing worldly thirst. You told me listen to this God has told you that he loves you you told me that you will always come back so here I am Lord somebody wherever you are right now God is calling you on this special Father's Day message you have a father who has never who will never who has never, who, who will never. Say it again. Who has never, who will never give up on you. Come on, Brother Bill. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. How can you? Yeah. is speaking to someone right now.
number on the screen right now 888-776-1238 here's the good news he never gives up on you he has never given up on any of us I don't care what you've been through God says I'll receive you back. It doesn't matter how deep your situation was, how bad it was. You have a father who loves you regardless. There's nothing they could do. Listen, I'm a natural father. I am a natural grandparent. And there is absolutely nothing any of my sons or my grands could do that would make me give up on them and if I feel that way from a natural standpoint what about the God we serve God says I know your down settings and your uprisings I know what you have done I, I know what nobody else knows but you and I Ooh. there's some dark secrets in all of our lives that we don't want anybody else to know. God says, I already know about them. And I've received you back. I am that father who never gives up on you. And I know even during this day in which we celebrate fathers, there are perhaps some uh, that are feeling pretty down because their fathers aren't here or because they've never had a relationship with them. But you've got to cherish the God who wakes you up every morning. The God who knows your down settings and your uprisings. The God who would never forsake you, would never leave you. Here's what the text says again. And his father, seeing him a long ways off, ran to meet his son and before this prodigal son could even confess the father had already planned the party the part the father says go get the best robe get sandals for his feet put a ring on his finger kill the fattest calf for we 
will celebrate for this is my son who was once dead but now he's alive thank God for never giving up on us call go pick up the phone right now call this number somebody wants to pray for you uh, you can make that commitment you can tell the Lord yes Lord you can ask God to save your life you can dedicate your life you can give your life to the Lord right now you have the greatest father ever you have a father who never gives up on us listen come on Bill once again before we pray listen 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 Your hands are up. God forgive me. Woo. 
Mm. Got of a second chance. God's hands are stretched out. God says, I've already forgiven you. <laughs> Before you decided to come home, I had already forgiven you. Before you decided to get up, while you were still in the pig pen, God says, I had already decided to forgive you. Come on, anybody know he's a God of a second chance? Tell him again, you God. Ah, yes, you are. Verse 24, the father says in verse 24, for this son of mine <laughs> was dead. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Lord. And now has returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Eternal father, we thank you. God, we bless you. We thank you for this special Father's Day message. Thank you, Lord, for all the fathers that are godly fathers. I thank you for even those who perhaps had not had the privilege of living with a godly father. Thank you for reminding us all that we have a heavenly father. <laughs> sits up high looks down low thank you for being the God of a second chance thank you Lord for you couldn't even let the words come out of our mouth before you had already forgiven us as we were about to confess we see in the parable that you had already restored us and we say thank you we, we, we sin restoration. We say without retribution or judgment, you will restore us, Lord. Thank you. It is already done. Thank you, Lord. Somebody in a different state, somebody across the world, someone sitting behind prison walls right now. God loves you so much. God has already restored you and God we say thank you this is our prayer in your name we pray and give thanks and wherever you are lift those hands and say thank you Lord come on he's a God of a second uh, yeah 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 uh, for Lord, we thank you. Yes. Uh, Listen, as you prepare to celebrate this day, remember the words of the message. He has never given up on us. He will never give up. 
on us. <laughs> he never gives up on you and me or anyone else. Share this with someone else. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And remember, you have a father sits up high, never gives up on you. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. To those of you who continue to sow your tithe and offerings, thank you so much. The ministry needs you now more than ever. To those of you who don't have a church home, if you're looking for someone to be your covering, your church home, you can call that number on the screen and we will be glad to fellowship with you. We will call you. Ministers will be there for you whenever you need us. God bless you. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And wherever you are, say amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. He's the God of a second chance. for tuning in to our live broadcast. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this sermon was a blessing to you, please be sure to share it with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.